Okay, we're starting here on the top of Kufnun Bedim and Aleph, about six lines down. Amrle Kezar, Rabbi Yeshua ben Chananya. Kezar, Caesar says to Shimon Chananya, My time alo atit the Be'avidan. Why don't you come to the gathering place? Why don't you come to where the public debates are? Amrle, Tur Taleg. Tur means har. Taleg means sheleg. The mountain has turned white, which is that my head, my hair, has whitened. Sachroni, Glidin. Schor, around my neck, Glidin, is ice. My beard and my mustache have turned white. Kalbuhi lo navchin. My dog no longer barks, which means my voice is no longer heard. My voice is low. Tachnuhi lo tochanin. My mill no longer grinds. Referring to his teeth. He was giving a reason why he couldn't attend anymore is that he had aged. And he was no longer able to come or attend or be meaningful for him to attend. Be'rav amrei adlo avidna b'chishna. What I haven't lost, I am looking for. Referring to someone who's older, who was hunched over. Looks like he's searching for something on the ground as he moves along, even though he has and lost anything. Tanya, Rabbi Yossi Bar Kismo Mer, Tavatre Mitlat. Two are better than three. Better to walk on one's two legs than to have to walk with three bent over with the cane. Vaila Lechado what was to the one that goes and doesn't return? Mahi. What is it that goes and doesn't return? Ravchista Yankuta. Youth. The beauty of youth is something that is always leading, something that is temporary. Youth is like a crown of roses. Sabuta. Age is Klila de Chilfa, like a crown of nettle or willow rods, not as pretty as those of the youth. Tanish made the Rebbe Meir. Dok b'kache b'tishkach banigre. One should chew well with their teeth, and you will find it in your step. In that the more you eat, the more strength you will have, and you'll see that in your step. Shanamar. Because in Pasuk says in Irmiyah, when Hashem is telling them if they just do what's right, I'll bring you back to the old days when things were good. Venisba lechem. There'll be plenty of food. Venia tovim. And everybody will be well. Vralo reino. You won't see any evil. So you see the connection between venisba lechem and things are good. That the more you eat, the more koach, more strength that you have. So your mother was right. Rav Shmuel says to Rav either the sharp one or in other places it's described that he had long teeth. If it's a descriptive term for Rav Shari Sakayach Va'ayo Lachmach. Open your mouth and let the food go in. Ardar Until 40 years, then food is good. Drinking is better. Until 40, you should eat more. From 40 and onward, you should drink more. This is almost out of left field. Non sequitur. Just because the Gemara is dealing with it throws this in. But not necessarily correlated to anything that we've seen until now. Except maybe for, we, we saw Rabbi Shua ben Karcha before. But otherwise, it doesn't seem any correlation. Oh, Goza, the Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, is Goza, Rashi says, is a Saris v'tztuki haya. Saris is a eunuch, and Stuki haya is someone who didn't subscribe to the positions of the Chachamim or Torah Shebel Peh. He says, Here, to Bald Town, how far is it? Poking fun at Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, who was Bald. Same distance as from here to the eunuch town. Amrle, Stuki. Stuki says to him, Barcha Barba. A bald buck is worth four zoos. Bald buck because it's a goat. A sheep has wool on it. The goat doesn't have wool but only has hair. So they call the goat the bald one. So the bald one is worth four zoos. Again, poking fun at Shuvan Garcha. Amrle, Ikrashlifa Bitamyo. Says the castrated goat goes for eight. Pushing back at this goes up. Chazia de losayim misane that Stuki saw that Rabbi Yushua ben Karcha was not wearing shoes. Amalei del sus melech. One who rides on a 
Horse is the king. Dalchamor, the one who rides on a donkey, Ben Churim, is a free person. Dimenale Birglohi, Barinish. Someone who has shoes on his feet is a man, a human being. So it's interesting, by the way, the term of Ben Churim, a free man, in the Hammurabi Code, there's different levels or hierarchy within society that you have, even within the lay people, there are different levels. There's a free man who is a higher level within the society, and then there's the regular lay people. And there are different rules in the Hammurabi Kobe that apply to these different levels of individuals. Over here, you could be making some sort of reference to that, which is the Ben Chorin versus Barinish are both lay people, but they're even within the lay people, there's a distinction in terms of their standing. Dloha Vloha, the one who has none of the above, the Chafir, that which we dig for, the Chafir and Beri, Tavminei, meaning that the dead are better than him. So Amr Rabbi Shubin Karka says back to him, Goza, Goza, Tlat Amart, you said three things to me. Tlat, Shamat, I want to tell you three things. Hadarat, Panim, the glory of the face, Zakan is the beard. Simchat Lev, the happiness of the heart. Isha is the wife. Nachlat Hashem, heritage of Hashem. Bonim is children. Baruch HaMakom, Shemanech Mikulam. Baruch Hashem, that you have none of the above. Because he was a Saris, he was a eunuch. And therefore, going to the Gemara, Saris is unable to or doesn't grow facial hair, doesn't have a beard. Obviously he wasn't married or have children. Because of his standing. Samalei, Karcha Mitsuyano. You a bold, quarrelsome one. Mean that he felt that he was quarreling with him, Rabbi Shubin Karcha. I can't believe that this castrated buck reproves or giving reproach to me. He said, you were the one who started this whole thing, and now you're saying that I'm the one that is quarrelsome. Right. You're unable to play in the game that you started. Again, it's a parenthetical story here about Rabbi Shubin Karcha, about the wisdom of Chochmah. Why was it that we were not able to greet you on the regel during the Yermim Tovim? The way that my forefathers did to your forefathers. It's a nice Lashon Saginahor. He wasn't asking him why we weren't able to greet you, but rather why didn't you come to visit on the regel? Which was the practice. The practice is that one goes to visit their Rebbe or in the Navi, it was to go visit the Navi. And we hear from the Isha Shunamit. She says, when her husband says to her about going to visit Elisha, she says he has to go visit the Navi. He says, it's not Rosh Chodesh today. It's not the Yom Tov today. Why are you going to visit him? Why are you going to see him? Implying that the normal way was that people went to visit the Navi on the holidays. And so a residual of the mitzvah of Aliyah the Regel is Aliyah the Chacham or Aliyah the Rav. Which is to go visit the Chacham or the Rebbeim that you visit them on the Regel. So Rabbi was wondering why Rabbi Shimon Lafta did not show up to visit him on the regular. Amalei, so he responded to him, Slaim Nasim Gvoim. The rocks became much higher. Krovim Nasu Rechokim. That which was close became much more distant. Mishtaim Nasu Shalosh. From two, it became three. Mesim Shalom Babayit Batel. That which brings Shalom Bayit is now no longer functioning. So he basically said to him, I aged. The rocks now seem much higher. That which was close now seems a long distance to walk. Rashi gives another interpretation that because their legs are weak, their stride is longer, which seems to me not so intuitive, but Rashi gives that other interpretation. Two legs, now I have a cane, I lean over, shalosh, and my reproductive organ is no longer functioning. Now the Gemara goes back here to Kohelotude Bet. You remember in yesterday's daf, we did Kohelotude Bet, we did Pasuk Aleph Bet and Gimel. The Gemara slowly broke down the Psukim and interpreted them. Now we're up to Pasuk Dalit. Gemara goes back to Pasuk Dalit and Kolajibet and says, Visigru delatayim bashup. And the doors are closed to the streets. Elu nikavav shaladam. These are the orifices of the individual or 
maybe the bowels of the individual. Bishval kol atachana. The sound of the mill has gone low. Bishvil kurkaban sheno tochen. Because of the kurkaban, which is no longer functioning. Now, kurkaban is not necessarily found in a human. Kurkaban is gizzard, which is found in the birds, or Rashi says the hempses, which is one of the stomachs of the cow. And with a human being, we're talking about the, the stomach or the digestive system is no longer grinding away. You don't hear the sound of the system functioning properly. Viakum the kolat tzipor. He gets up to the sound of the bird. Shafilu tzipor minarato mishnato. That even the sound of the song of the birds wakes him up. Insomnia. Vayishachu kol benotashir. And the sound of all those that sing has been brought low. Shafilu kol sharim visharot. Even the sound or the song of the male and female singers. Demotolav kishoche. Are similar to him like a whisper. Vaf Barzilaya Giladi, Amar the David. Barzilaya Giladi, who was a major supporter of David, especially during the merit of Shalom. During the rebellion of Shalom, David goes to Machanaim by the Ardain. Barzilaya Giladi basically provides all the provisions for David and his troops. When David returns, he rewards all those that helped him out. So he wants to reward Barzilaya Giladi. Barzilaya Giladi says, what's the point of me coming to spend time with you, come up to the castle and to re- re- reap the rewards of what I've done? Ben Shmonim Shana Anuchi Ayom. I'm 80 years old today. Haidah ben Tovdara. Well, I know the difference between good and bad. The way the Gemara poses it is that here the opinions of those that are older change. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily opinions, but the senses of the older people are changed. Why would we be able to taste what I eat and what I drink? From here, the lips of those that are older uh, grow slack, weaken, Assume here that he means that their taste buds also are dulled. That I'll be able to hear the song of the male and female singers. Hearing loss happens to people as they age. was a liar. Rabbi. Rav says about this maidservant that was in the house of Rabbi. She was 92 years old and she used to taste the dishes to make sure that they were tasty. So she didn't lose her sense of taste, her taste buds, even though she was 92. But is 80 and he's complaining about the fact that he doesn't taste the food anymore. So what's the answer? Rav Amar. Barzilea Giladi, Shituf Bizima Havel. He was involved in licentious behavior. Anybody involved in that? Old age grows upon him faster, causes him to age much faster. So Barzilea Giladi, yes, what he was describing was true, but was not appropriate for a man of his age. Because we have this woman who's 92, who still has all her senses about her. And so he was deteriorating faster because of what he had done when he was younger. Tanya Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi Omer. Tamidei Chachamim Bozman Shemazkinim Chachman Nitosefet Bam. Tamidei Chachamim as they age, then wisdom increases within them. Shenemar Bishishim Chochma. And those that are older, those that age, there's wisdom. Vorachimim Tmuna. And their longer days give them understanding. Vameyaritz. The Ameyaritz, those that are not asuk b'Torah, not involved in the world of Hashem. Bozman Shemazkinim Tipshut Nostosefet Bam. 
then foolishness increases in them. Shenemar, Messir, Safal Neamanim. Shem removes the speech, those that are trusty. And the understanding of those that are older takes away. So here you have two psukim. One psuk seems to indicate that as one ages, then there's more wisdom, there's more understanding, that age is something positive. And then we have another psuk in Eov that says, growing old means that there's going to be a deterioration in the faculties of the individual. And so the Gemara splits, bifurcates it, and says that just talking in the positive is referring to the Talmudic Chachamim. That which is talking about in the negative is referring to the Amayaretz. Now the Gemara goes back here to Kohelet Yudbet. It's a new pasu. Gam migavoa irau. From the heights they will fear. Shafidu gavshushit ktena. A small mound. Doma alav kehare harim. It's like the biggest of mountains. Again we're talking about age. Someone who's aged. And even a small mound now becomes like a mighty mountain. Ve'chat chatim baderech. And the terrors of the way. Shashem ha'aleich baderech. Nasulo tvaim. He becomes fearful. His heart is fearful of what's coming up on the way. When he walks on the way, everything becomes a challenge, something that will cause him to be fearful. And the almond tree is blossomed. So here we have at the right time of year. That is referring to the coccyx. Coccyx is the lower part of the spinal cord, the bottom vertebrae. And as a person ages and they become more hunched, that lower vertebrae protrudes outward. So that what means the blossoming of the almond tree. Vista bella. Chagav, the grasshopper, will be burden. Elo agvot, these are the buttocks. Vitafer ha'aviona, zu chemda, and the aviona desire will no longer be functioning. Zu chemda, that's the desire. Rav Ganav Apasik Sidra Kamedaraf. He was learning this, teaching this before Rav. Yimatulai Kuram, when he came to this pasuk, Nagid Vetnach Rav. Let out a sigh, a loud sigh. That my desire will dissipate. So he was disappointed that as he aged, that his desire will dissipate. What is meant by the Pasuk? Shem spoke, and it happened, and it was. This refers to the woman that Hashem created. He commanded and stood up. These are the children. A woman is like a pitcher, a flask full of refuse. And her mouth is full of blood. And nevertheless, people run after her. So a woman is just a human being. A human being that in the end will pass away and just made out of blood and flesh. Yet... There's a strong desire within man to run after the woman. So that's Hashem put that in place, put that desire in place, that despite the fact that, quote-unquote, there's nothing unique about the woman, another human being, another, quote-unquote, animal of the animal kingdom, but yet man has strong desire for her. Person returns back to his house. Then when a person goes back to the house, his house that will be forever, that is, when he passes away, that Hashem has a special location or a special house for each individual that is appropriate based on his honor. Shalom Melech, say comparable to a king. They all enter into the city. They enter the city, they all enter through the same gate. But when they go to sleep, their accommodations are differentiated based on their standing. The king gets a nicer place and then so on and so forth and the lowest on the rung get the lowest accommodations. The 
similar here. Everybody passes away, everybody goes to Beit Olamo, but nevertheless, when they reach there, there's a different place for each individual based on what they've accomplished and what is appropriate for them. That youth and childhood are meaningless. That which a person does when they are young blackens their face as they age, meaning that they're going to be held accountable and they're going to be embarrassed about what they did when they were young, obviously what they did wrong when they were young. The decomposition of the body of the one who's passed away is as difficult for the one who has passed away as a needle is to someone who is alive. Push a needle into someone who is alive, it's very painful. So to over here, someone who has passed away, the decomposition of the body is very difficult for them. His flesh will be painful to him. So this is something we saw Gemara Brachot about this machloket, about whether the Meitim know what's going on or know what's happening, and this idea that the Meitim have an understanding or a knowledge of the fact that their body is decomposing. For the first seven days, a person's nefesh soul, mitabel, mourns over the loss of the body. That his soul will mourn the loss of the body. And it says by Yaakov, they make a mourning period of seven days for the passing of Yaakov, his father. It's an interesting phenomenon. It's part of the process of mourning or the Shiva process. Why once it's Shiva during these times? Because the soul is still around during that period of time in the seven days. Vaya Kaplan, describing about this process of death, says that the soul has a certain familiarity with the body or with the goof. It's lived together with the goof for a large period of time and has a certain amount of familiarity with it. When it departs, the soul isn't ready to leave the body. It takes time for it to distance or separate itself from the body. And he says that depends on the way a person lived their life. How easy it is for the soul to leave the body depends on how important the body was during the lifetime of the individual. The more that the body took the primary role within the lifetime of the individual, the harder it is for the soul to depart from the body and the more painful it is for the soul that which is happening to the body. The less connected the soul is to the body, the more spiritual the individual was during their lifetime, the less painful that separation is. And this is the period, the Shiva, or the seven-day period, is that the soul stays with the body or near the body to see what happens to the body. That's why we're makpid, both in the tarot and in the burial, that we do things that are covered or mate, because the soul is present. And everything that's done to the body impacts on the soul. That happens for this period of time of Shiva, while the soul is slowly moving away from the body. Army of you to mate, a person who passes away has no mourners. Here, consolers, but nobody to mourn. Bring a minion, and you see the minion in the place of the niftar. So again, the familiarity part here, that the soul of the departed goes to places that are familiar to them. So that's the practice today. The practice is if someone does not have individuals to mourn for them, they take a minion and they dive in the house where this person lived. How the shachi b'shivivutei the Rav Yehuda? Someone who passed away in the neighborhood of Rav Yehuda. Lo yulo menachamin. He had nobody to mourn him. Koyom avadava Rav Yehuda be'asara biatve b'duchtei. Every day Rav Yehuda gathered together ten people and took them over to where he lived. Achar shiva yamim. After the seven-day mourning period, Chazalei b'tomei Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda had a dream and this individual appeared to him. Amalei tanu achdatcha she'enachta edati. That you should be at peace because... You left me at peace. I mean, that what you did was correct and helped out and was uh, calming and consoling to me. And therefore, you should be calmed and consoled. He was giving him an yeshokach for what he did. Again, today, that's the practice that when someone passes away, that they set up minion in the place where the individual lived. Don't worry about, Go, show me, bifnei ha-meit, yodea, ha 
that anything that's said about the mate is heard, or he understands, or is present for, until they close the golel. You can see here the Masat Tosafot, as a Rashi as well, it's a number of times through Shas, Rashi says, the golel is, it's a cover that goes on top of the coffin of the individual, that's what Rashi always translates golel as, the Rabbeinu Tam has a difficulty with that because there are numerous Gemara's describe the Golel. It seems that you can use an animal for this. You can use different things for a Golel. would make sense according to what Rashi is describing the Golel. And therefore, the Rabbeinu Tam describes the Golel. It's the monument, the thing that goes on top. And they roll it there. Put it there, they put a matzeva up the relative so that you have a sign that this is where the person's buried. Once they've rolled it there, you want to fix it in place. The golel means that it rolls, and then you have a dofek. Dofek are these things that hold the rock in place, it won't roll away. You put something underneath it. A wheel, if you stick a rock under the wheel, you stick something under the wheel, it won't roll. Do that with cars, you do that with other things that move. You put something underneath them, they stop them from rolling. So that's the dofek. That's where Rebbein Tom describes it as some sort of monument that is on the grave that they roll over there. Uh, today, if you go to Yerushalayim, to other places where they excavate, many times, the way that, and their day they buried was that they dug kuchim into the rock, the bedrock, and they used to bury the individuals in the bedrock. But once you buried them there, and you dug into the bedrock, how do you close it? You see over there that they have these wheels, these large stone wheels, that they used to roll back in front of the Kukim, in front of these caves that held the people that had passed away, both to stop animals from going there, as well as looters from going into these caves. They rolled the wheel back, and then they used to put stones underneath it so it couldn't move anymore. That's very likely what this golel is, is maybe the front door to these catacombs that are caves where they bury the individuals. Somewhat akin to what Rabbeinu Tam says, but slightly different. Obviously, where Rabbeinu Tam lives, they don't have that type of burial, but in Eretz Yisrael, where it's very common to bury that way, in the antiquities, you can find these types of wheels that sit in front of them. I think there's one right next to Mishkanot name. there's one there. You can see that wheel that goes in front of the uh, burial cave. Alright, so Rabbi Chia, who's a Talmud of Rabbi, he is one of the Messiah of the Braithot, and Rabbi Shimon Rabbi, a son of Rabbi, they have a numerous machlokot throughout uh, Shas, there's even an incident that happens in front of Rabbi, where one offends the other, but they learn together, it was a student and his son, Karamar Adshi Istom until... The golel is closed, the mate understands. Until the body decomposes, the mate understands. Until the body decomposes, the As long as the basaro is painful, meaning the decomposition of the body is taking place, then the soul will mourn the loss of the body. So there's a connection between the decomposition of the body and the nefesh still being present or understanding what's happening. When it says until they close the burial, dirt, the earth, the dust of the earth will return to where it was. I mean, man was created from the dust of the earth, and then he returns to the dust of the earth. That's the end of the cycle. The end of the cycle is when he's returned to the ground. Which is the continuation of the Pasuk, which we're about to read, which is, That the Spirit will turn to God who gave it. So when the person returns to the earth, then the soul separates, departs, and goes up to God. So now here you see that separation or daily taking place at the time of the burial. So Tanei Ulo. Give back to God what He gave you. Kamo bitara, just like the soul was given to you pure. Afata bitara, you return it to God bitara. Your obligation is to return it to God in a pure state. Mashal basar vadam, malchut Disperse to give out 
his royal clothing to his servants. There's brighter ones amongst them. When had folded them up, put them away in the drawer, and kept them there. Those that were fools went ahead and wore them and used them and utilized them. Suddenly the king has a request. He says, I want all my clothing back. I want all my utensils back. The brighter ones amongst them returned it to him while they were, when they were ironed, they were pressed, everything looked great. Those that were foolish returned it to him all dirty. They didn't have any time to launder it. They didn't have any time to clean it because he called them all of a sudden and they had been wearing them. They hadn't cleaned them. Obviously the king was happy to greet those that had made the right decision. And he was angry at those that made the foolish decision. On those that made the right decision, he says, put the clothing back in the storage treasury. And they should go home peacefully. My clothing should be given to the launderer. And they should be put in jail. And the bodies of the Tzadikim, he says, Shalom, Yanuchu al Mishkivotam should come to peace and rest on their bed. So their bodies are put to rest, meaning they're buried, and their nishama, their souls, then go and join God. They should be tied up or connected to the connection of life, which is what we described and Chazal described as the Nishama's connection to God. God is the everlasting God, is the eternal life. And the Nishama, which is a chilek from God above, when it returns to God, then it's guaranteed the everlasting life. On the other hand, this is the way that the Rambam describes Karait. Karait is being cut off. It means that someone is then not allowed to return to the Tzorah Chaim, not allowed to return to that everlasting life. Karait means that you are separated and you won't gain or attain that everlasting life because it won't return to the God that had given it. That's the way the Rambam describes Karait. The Ramban, who argues on the Rambam, says that's an extreme form of Karait. And that's not for everybody. Not every time that it says Karait in the Torah does it mean that type of Karait. There are different levels of Karait. But he does agree in the extreme form, or the greatest form of Karait, is this type of Karait, where you're cut off from God. The opposite of Turah B'Turah These are Psukim, by the way, that they say almost at every funeral, which is that Yavolu Shalom Yenuchal Mishkibotam, the body should rest peacefully here, and the soul should return to God where it came from. On the bodies of the Rishayim, it says, Ain shalom amar Hashem There will be no peace. God says to those that are evil, Val And on the Nishimot, it says, nefesh oivecha And the soul of your enemies, I will shoot it like the slingshot. Be whipped around like a slingshot. The soul of the Tzadikim are stored below the Kiseyakavot, below the throne of God, implying that there is a connection between the souls of those that departed and God. Tzorachamin means that they've rejoined God, they've reconnected with God. And that of the Rishayim, Zomomot Ve'olchot. Here the word Zomayim Rashi says, Zomomot means Chavushot Be'vet soar. They're incarcerated and they go. So which is a little hard because why are they going if they're incarcerated? So whether Zomomot here means exactly that, it's not clear. One Malach stands on one end of the world and the other one on the other end of the world. And they shoot back and forth. The slingshot, they play ping pong, Tennis with the Nishama of the Rishim. Shinemar. What about just the regular people? Here you talk about the Tzadikim. 
Hey, talked about the Rishayim. What about all those people in the middle? I'm late. Ika Shkivna, or I Shkivna. Hi, Milta. Had I passed away, I wouldn't have been able to tell you this information. But now that I'm here, I can tell you what Shmuel said. This is what Shmuel said. Elu ve'elu le nimsarim. Both of them are given over to the Dome. Dome is the Malach that is Mimuneh. Over the Ruchot, that he is in charge of all the Nishamot. Lalu yesh lehem manoach. Halalu ain lehem manoach. Some have peace and rest and others don't. So there's no guarantee. Meaning that there's still a judgment or there's something that will be determined for them. Some of them will go the path of the Tzadikim and some of them will go the path of the Rishayim. But that has to be determined. And when you pass away, you'll find out the information about where the Benonim go. Amar of Mari Atidim Tzadikim Davu Afro. In the future, the tzaddikim will become dust of the earth. That the dust will return to the land, to the earth where it had come from. There were these trenchers or diggers that were copley by Arder of Nachman. Digging in a field of Rav Nachman, they were doing work on land for him. Oh, they were digging, all of a sudden they hear this voice from in the ground, starts screaming at them. Nachar ben Gavra. But we're not digging here anymore. Some guy starts screaming at us when we were digging here. And obviously they didn't see anybody around, so they figured it was somebody in the ground. Ata, v'amrlei, maniyu. Nachman goes out to check out the situation and says, Who's here? Who's speaking here? V'amrlei, ana achai bar Yoshaya. I'm achai rav achai bar Yoshaya. V'amrlei, v'lava ma rav mari. Didn't rav mari say, this is the memory that we had just quoted before, atidei tzadikei dava afra. Says in the future, the tzadikim will turn into the dust of the earth. What are you doing down there talking? Sounds like he's still there. If he was at fire, why would he be speaking? Who is this person who I don't worry about what he says? Meaning that he's saying that they're supposed to turn to dust. He's not dust. He quoted a puzzle. The puzzle says, That it would, they'll return to the dust of the earth like they were in the beginning. So what do you mean that I don't have to listen or I don't care what he says? So you read Kohelet, but you forgot to read Mishle. Because the puzzle in Mishle says, that the rot of the bones comes from jealousy. Anyone who has jealousy in his heart, their bones deteriorate. They are rot. Whoever does not have this jealousy in his heart, his bones do not rot, do not deteriorate. So you forgot the qualifying pasuk. You're right that they return to the dust of the earth. But they only return to the dust of the earth if they were problematic. If they were not problematic, if they acted appropriately and they behaved properly, they don't. So, He touched him, he felt, and he realized that he was for real. This this isn't a joke, this is for real. Wait, hey, why don't you come in for a visit? I'm inviting you into the house. Let me host you. If you're really there, why don't you come in and have a drink with me? He says, uh, forget about not reading Mishle. You read a Megillah, but you didn't read the Ktuvim, Mishle. Now you've proven to me that you even read the Navi. Because it says in Yechezkel, You will know that I am the God when I open up your graves, and then you rise from the graves. This is talking about Chiyata Meitim. So he says that we don't have permission to leave the graves until the time of Tchiat HaMetim. So I can't come in. What about the fact that God says in Breshit that you are made from the dust of the earth and that's where you will return. That only happens momentarily before Tchiat HaMetim. We turn into dust. 
So that was the conversation between Rav Nachman and the mate. Again, this idea that the bodies of the tzaddikim are preserved and do not deteriorate. That the deterioration of the body is the, quote-unquote, I would say, punishment for the rishaim. Again, this goes back to what we spoke about before, that the soul of the departed stays close to the body. And one who put more emphasis on their body, it's a much more traumatic event for their soul to leave the body. And the deterioration of the body is traumatic to the soul. In a sense, that is a punishment to the soul that is the, the one who sinned, the one who is a rasha. On that hand, the tzaddikim, who their body wasn't so meaningful in them in their lifetime, they focused on that, which was ruchani, and their soul departs, their body is not meaningful to them in that sense, because they're not so connected to the body. So there's the necessity for the body to decompose is not needed, because they don't need that punishment. It's not a punishment for them, they're not so connected to the body. And therefore, their bodies stay intact. Again, part of the reward for those that have acted appropriately, that their bodies will yanucha mishkivotam, and then nishamot will go directly up to Hashem. Because they are more familiar with the spiritual world, the more familiar they are with the spiritual world, the easier it is for the soul to leave the body and return the spiritual realm to return to God. You just told me that the Nishamot of the Tzadikim are underneath the throne of the king, meaning God. They're with God. How did she manage to bring Shmuel up to speak to Shaul? When Shaul goes to the Balat Ov and asks for Shmuel to come and speak to him, she's able to bring Shmuel there. How is she able to bring Shmuel there if Shmuel, who had passed away is now up by the Kitzayakavot. That's within the first 12 months. During the first 12 months, the body is still intact and the Nishama goes up and down. Again, the same idea that the connection between the soul and the body is still extant during the first 12 months because the body hasn't fully decomposed yet, hasn't begun to decompose, so it keeps going back and forth. At that point, the body decomposes. It goes up and no longer comes down anymore. At that point in time, it also relates to the sense of Avelut for 12 months. Again, because the soul is still in this transitional phase during that 12-month period. And that's why the Avelut for a parent is for 12 months, because of that transitional stage during the 12 months, where the soul is moving up and down. Whereas, after that point in time, they stay up. Now, Tosafot says, he read it. Yes, it's up with God, but if it wants to, it can come back down because of the story, like Ravachai Bar Yoshia. Chai Bar Yoshia already had passed away many years before, and yet he was speaking to Rav Nachman. So that was obviously he came back down to speak. So if he chooses to come down, if he chooses to come and make that trip, he's allowed to. They can make that trip, but it's not necessarily necessity or given that the soul will come back and forth after the 12 month period. Okay, we'll stop over here.